0: Hey guys, welcome back to Confessions of a wanna Be It Girl. It's Marley, your host, and today we are talking about the illusion that is fame and how fame might not be what you actually think it is at the top. Honestly, I just really want to dive right into this conversation I had with my good friend Alyssa, and um, yeah, that's really all I wanted to say. <laughs> so you want to be an it girl?
1: Sounds like we're about to do shots, you know? Yeah, shots.
0: Shut, shut,
1: shut. Oh, great times. Tequila.
0: Always. But we're drinking wine yeah. at 12. It's fine. Welcome back to Confessions of a <laughs> Wannabe It Girl. I'm your host, Marley, and today I'm joined by my dear friend and work partner? Yeah. Yeah, work, work partner. Wife. Work wife, work wife, Alyssa. Hi, guys. How's it going? Alyssa here. <laughs> You're so <laughs> fucking cute. Um, So today we're going to talk about uh, something near and dear to Alyssa and I's heart. Fame. <laughs> so uh, we're both actors. We actually met because of acting. Yeah, in a production class. In a production class. And so we are both um, aspiring actors. Yeah, I would say we made a few yeah. a few dollars. Yeah, you know, you know I'm, I don't like aspiring. We're actors. We're both actors, but with... Not that many credits. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, today we're going to be talking about fame and the facade of fame and some interesting things going on in the industry in regards to fame right now mm-hmm. um so yeah so Alyssa uh, tell us a little bit about your past job you had before okay. you went full actor you were still an actor but
1: yeah so when I first moved to LA I knew I wanted to be an actor and I was training like at this two-year my conservatory but I had to have a real job outside of that because it wasn't really ready to be an auditioning act mm-hmm. right so I worked for a cable company several cable companies uh, how first, many I would say three okay three um and The first cable company specialized in TV for millennials, so ages 18 to 36, which is perfect for me. I watched a lot of their shows already. That was like my dream job at the time. So I was a publicity and talent relations uh, assistant, Mm -hmm. which means basically I prepped the talent for any interviews they had for their shows, and I also visited them on set and carried the news people with me Mm -hmm. to kind of coordinate those interviews. I scheduled all of their travel, anytime they had to do press or anything for the TV show. So I was... I felt like I knew the talent's life in and out. Yeah. I knew what their schedule was like. I knew what their commitment looked like. Totally. And also, you, you're seeing the bills of how much you're spending on. Hair oh my and hair. God. I never knew that. Mm hmm. And just like how much you're being paid for social media posts. Like if, Damn. You know, this in is, regards to the show? Um, If they, like, if advertisers wanted them to cross F- promote something yeah. that fit the same audience, mm-hmm. they'd be like, this is before Instagram allowed well, one minute video. Oh my like God. 15 okay. 15 seconds. Damn. So Okay. In 2015 through 2018, 19. Yeah. Something like that. So solid four years of really looking inside people's lives on the other side. Yeah, damn. Kind of like being the talent, like so close to being the talent, but not.
0: But not being the talent. So, okay, something you've always said to me that's super fucking interesting is that you like were the suit. Yes. So go into that.
1: Okay, so on set, the way it works is there's basically like suits and creatives, right? Mm-hmm. The creatives are like the actors, the directors, the crew, people that are really like kind of blue collar or in a sense to wear t-shirts or you're like the star of the show and then you have the suits which are kind of like executive producers um, could be writers um, people from the network publicists people from marketing people that just come to take up space right because everybody wants to be on set of course Um, I want to be on set exactly we walked by
0: one this morning and I was like fuck
1: I know (laughs) and I think everybody's alert to that life and they do get bored because again you're doing the same take 25 times in a row but the people in suits can be often very intimidating to actors mm-hmm. but because I've been on set as a publicist mm-hmm. I'm all, I was always intimidated by the director by the crew like I was always kind of scared even to go to craft because I felt like I was like stealing from do you think show. that's because
0: you wanted to be an actor or because you were just naturally that way regardless of the fact that underlying you wanted to be an actor
1: I think I would have been scared even if I was hired as an actor okay. on So only because yeah. you know at the time I was 22 and I was just so intimidated by the because all these people seem to have so much knowledge, Right. And then you realize no one knows what the fuck they're
0: doing. You know what I mean? I know. It's such a facade of, like, people always looking like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is literally the profession if you can fake it. Yeah. Regardless of what it is. Literally
1: one of my former VPs told me that. She had jumped. <laughs> I mean, she had jumped from that cable company to a streaming service back to another uh, studio. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, she was very young for an executive. What's early 30s. Okay. And... To to be a VP. Yeah, that is young. And she just basically told me, which everybody tells you this is about who you know, and she wasn't the smartest person in the room, but she was so personable.
0: Mm-hmm. People liked and, her. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. she brought ideas together. Yeah. And I think that's what made her stand out. Um,
0: that's super fucking interesting. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, really, the more I do this, I realize there are people doing things that have a lot less knowledge than me and are who are way worse. Yeah. They're just like <laughs> fearless in their pursuit. Right. I know the confidence. The confidence
0: is key. Like if you've got ego, like to a fault, you'll make it in some levels. I mean, sometimes I think people get burned by ego, but also like it, it can carry you someplace, some places for sure. So, um, Alyssa, (laughs) there has been, so we both know about this. We've talked about this deeply in our DMs and texts and in person. Um, recently there's been two things kind of happen in media, I would say in deadline. There was an article, um, if you don't know what we're talking about, About we are talking about the Lucas Gage incident. Um, If you don't know, Lucas Gage is an actor on Euphoria. He is the guy who gets beat up. Um,
1: What else is he on, Alyssa? He was on Love Simon, I think. Okay, TV series, not Love Simon. Like Victor. All right, one of those two. But this is like what we'd call a a working working
0: actor. actor. Like this guy is not. I mean, Euphoria is like I would say one of the biggest shows for millennials right now. It's only going to be getting more work. Yeah, it's for sure going to get you more work. And like Euphoria. you on your loan as a one-liner is going to get you one more, let alone this guy is a guest star and recurs throughout the episodes. So recently on, um, Instagram, he dropped this clip of him in a zoom audition room. If you don't know, auditions have been moved to all zoom because of COVID. And, um, this guy was recording his audition, which now like in retrospect, I've heard people say, even if like you're not recording it as backup to have your iPhone, there recording it. Just as backup, internet cuts out. Blah blah blah. So he is recording his audition, and he's just about to start. He's not even started, and what
1: happens? And basically, you hear one of the directors or producers—we don't know for sure—basically say, "Oh, look at his little sad apartment. Look at his little TV on the wall." Basically talking about his setup. Yeah. You know, like he's talking shit. Any choice? Yeah, right. He's basically talking <laughs> shit about as if this guy has any choice about where he could be auditioning, and the. Middle- of a panda. Right. And also, like, he's, like, he's literally says the line, like, oh, these poor actors, they
0: live in this, whatever, four by four box. Uh-huh. And Lucas Cage has the cutest little reaction, and he kind of goes, like, "I, You're like, Yeah. And he has the decency to tell him mm-hmm. that he's unmuted. For sure. And
1: then. And then he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, it is a shitty apartment, but, like, if you give me this role, like, I can get a bigger apartment. Yeah. And,
0: like, just give me the Like, role. he's really handling out. it so well. like." And then.
1: He's like, all right, are you
0: ready? Right. Holy shit. Let's take a pause for that. So I will link the video it somehow in notes or something so you can see it. But um holy shit, let's just de-pick this. Right. It's fucking wild. Um, first off, actors, this guy's a recurring guest star. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. He's made money in this career. Yeah. And he lives in a shitty apartment. Mm-hmm. Welcome to LA. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I
1: think that is a huge misconception people have too of like, oh, if I just book one job, right. I'll be living the life. Whereas in reality, it may pay you, what, $3,000? I won't even pay rent for three months. Right. Rent yeah. here is really expensive.
0: So, like, that is nothing. Let's not even think, let's not even get into it. But, like, the taxes mm-hmm. that come out of it as well. So, okay, he's a working actor. Mm-hmm. He lives in a shitty apartment. Then this guy, the director-producer, unknown, there's tons of articles now about who it was. There was maybe an apology. Who knows? We're not going to get into that. But then on top of it, um, he's shitting on where he lives.
1: Yeah, and- <laughs> it's such a classist remark and to me it's like people put their whole entire soul into this career like oh for sure I know so many people who have missed you know oh my god tell-, the wedding. tell them
0: about the commercial about the guy who was in the wedding
1: alright for example one of my friends was a best man in a wedding right mm-hmm. but then literally maybe four days before the wedding he booked a national commercial and commercials usually shoot on the weekends most of them are non-union exactly but they pay so well so much especially if you're getting residuals. It's like, you're not going, you can't not shoot a national commercial. Your agent will drop you. It's like, you have to choose. Right. Between totally. your career or your relationships. Right. You know, and it's like, so ride or die. And just to get knocked down by somebody who's obviously very privileged. Right. And who's hiding behind this privilege. It's like, and he makes, uh, he makes a lot of money.
0: This guy talking shit is making a lot of money about somebody who is putting blood, sweat and tears into his career. And he, and he's getting somewhere, not even, been getting into the people that aren't getting somewhere uh-huh. and this guy is out here and here is this person he needs to go get approval from to do the job he dreams on shitting on him
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and then on top of it he handles it like a man yeah literally i hate that term handle it like a man i really mean handles it like a professional yeah like
1: he he took control of that right yeah he and handled he it like it is what it is are you ready because i'm here to act you know what i mean it's right. almost like he must have seen that a similar situation so many times times before. Right. Where he's like, I can't control how you view me. Mm-hmm. I just know this is what I do, so like, let's get ready to go. Because I don't, I think if that happened to me, I would be so in my head that, like, I don't know if I would've performed that well.
0: Okay, and then in my head, I don't know, with that much pressure on me, I'm not somebody who snaps often. Mm-hmm. I, you've seen me snap, what, once? Yeah. Like, I don't snap a lot, but with that much pressure on me, like, I tend to take out my filter. I think I would've thrown a fit. I would've been like, that's so fucking rude. And then I would get the label of being trouble.
1: Yeah. so You just defended.
0: You defended just, myself. So really, we just felt like that needed to be shared. Um, what would you like to what are your feelings? What are? I mean, I know your feelings. We've talked about this at great lengths
1: even when the story broke. I feel like actors are shit on so much because, you know, you're out here being as vulnerable as you can and it's already hard enough to own up to the fact that you want to be something great mm-hmm. but most people don't. And, you know, you have these people into your home via zoom with yeah. no control and you know we pay thousands of dollars to train and we spend so many hours breaking down like ruining some of our relationships because we're in our head about other acting parts mm-hmm. and it, it's so much and to know that somebody so high up is still being treated like shit it makes right. you feel hopeless right? because it's like if if that person who's a working actor is going to be shit on what even gives me a shock right. you know at being somebody who only has short films or indie film credits. Right. No, it's totally. Just, it makes, you just wait for those old men to die off. <laughs> I know. this whole system will change.
0: Isn't you know? that sad that we're just waiting for it to change? Mm-hmm. I mean, but I will say, I mean, there's so much here and like on some level though, I'm kind of like, well, we reap what we sow. And I'm kind of like, well, I've accepted that this is the life I want and the career I want. And I'm kind of like, well, that's part of it. I think more I want people who aren't used to it. Like, I want I wasn't that shocked when i watched the video i was like this is fucked yeah um i'm glad it finally kind of got exposed but i think about the person in like wisconsin who's a huge fan of euphoria who's like whoa what the fuck
1: yeah um, a lot of my friends from back home specifically like nashville and alabama were really like what yeah and i think it's like it happens in every industry like we know literally in does the industry whatever but it's like yeah dude like it's not just me out here working at a restaurant job and doing this like it's right. not all fun and gay no it's even if you are on TV,
0: right? The oh my God! Yeah. Okay. So let's get it. Let's let's get into that a little bit. So like getting on TV. Once you've done it once, there's no fucking guarantee
1: <laughs> it's gonna happen again. It's the worst. People I just, think that. It's so funny. I just read an interview. I think it was in Van Fair about a young actress, and she was like, every time, and she's worked so much. Like in the past few years, she said she's worked with some of the biggest names in TV. Right. And you know, she's like, every time I leave. My trailer, I'm always like, I don't know when I'm coming back. Like, yes. I have to really appreciate this because as soon as she left her trailer, she thought she was going to shoot another TV show, of course. literally a week later, and that one got canceled after it had already been renewed. Yep. And it's just, it's one of those things where you don't really know how it's going to plan out. You have to be okay with potentially never being on TV or doing one co star line and being good. Right. And with that. Like,
0: being like, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, even, like, even things, I know for us, when we both joined the union I was like I did it yeah like I did it
1: uh-huh and we like made it to the union. right and I had an
0: acting teacher say to me he's like sometimes you got to graduate yourself because this industry is not going to pat you on the back
1: I love that
0: yeah so much
1: because that's the thing is like one teacher at uh, the school of leslie Com was like everybody needs to have a goal of what they would be content doing right it has to be so specific you want to be a serious regular on what kind of show on what kind of network for how many years right it has to be like you're envisioning it and mm. you're really pinpointing that one dream yeah just to be an actor is way too broad. Oh, I just want to be
0: an actor, and we're not talking about the little fucker who gets off the plane yesterday and was mm-hmm. like, "I showed up in L.A. and like I'm doing background and I'm gonna be an actor." No, we're not talking about you. Yeah, we are literally talking about the people who are out here training, hustling, networking, new headshots, updating self tapes, on and on and on and on. Yes, now I know it just sounds like I'm bitching about my career,
1: but. <laughs> I mean, and also, it's so different for every single person that there's not even a career path to follow. No. It's like, for me, I just want to work with other really cool, creative, collaborative people. Totally. That's like the payoff. Right. Because like, you know, like this morning, I helped somebody with an audition that was absolutely ridiculous. Hopefully, this was the breakdown. Pretend like you're getting out of water. Oh god. And then it was like, pretend like you're cold. And then it was like, pretend like you're watching TV and you really want to help the main character. And this is for a commercial audition so this is not what people call real acting. Yeah. But it's like, you still have to do this because right. you have to have good relations with your commercial agent to hopefully get a theatrical agent in that same company. Right. It's like, we're all playing the long game here. Right. Dude. This is
0: a marathon.
1: <laughs> this is not a sprint. It's and it's not for the faint
0: at heart. No. Like, you're going to get told things about yourself you do not like. Like, I remember when someone told me, you're neurotic. Oh, my God. I had a full-blown mental breakdown. Not really full-blown, but, like, you know, I was upset. And then, like, you know, it took me, like, I think I was a junior in college when they said that to me. Three years to be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I can play neurotic characters. And, like, that's my sweet spot. But, like, shit is just going to come at you Mm -hmm. in this career. So, not saying that there's a lot of other jobs in entertainment that go underappreciated. Like I'm saying that swing You are so underappreciated And we are so sorry If you don't know what a swing is they help on set With lights and grip and camera They kind of go wherever is needed Um, And they're underappreciated too but like it's just I don't think I think of so many People in myself included I can say this because I am this person that like I thought like I would just show up To LA and I was fucking special And like my life would be done I'd be on TV I'd be a series regular Like that like you know when I even break down to people like I go, yeah. There's co-stars, then there's reoccurring co-stars, and like top of show co-stars, guest stars, like reoccurring guest stars. Blah da blah da blah, blah blah. You know, all the way up to series regulars. People are like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah. You don't realize that guy who says, would you like catch up with your hot dog? Yeah, that's been doing this for eight years. I- he's been doing this for eight years. He might
1: have gotten waitlisted at Juilliard. Like, and then the, you know, the crazy thing is, it's like the great thing about working at these cable companies and studios was that because I was so young. I- I asked to absorb anything. And so I got to sit in a couple casting sessions and I remember one of my biggest like, eye-opening moments was when the guy was like, oh I like her but she looks too much like my ex-wife. And it's just oh. like, oh my god like it had nothing to do with her. It's was she that, great? She was great. And oh it's my god. just like, you know, or like, oh her eyebrows are kind of You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. It's just bad skin. Even another friend told me <laughs> who worked at a different studio that like, they were watching audition tapes of these children. Mm-hmm. And one of the children it was a sad saying and her backdrop was yellow uh-huh. and so the casting director was like oh like she's just kind of like she was like too bright about it and the guy was you know oh my, my friend was like don't you think that's just because of like the backdrop and mm-hmm. it's just like so much goes into
0: it it's it's just way harder than we think it really is just way harder than I think the average person thinks and then mm-hmm. even the non average person or average person moves to LA it's just like let's pop 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 that bubble yeah so um do you want to go into the day chappelle thing now yeah oh let's just get it over with so um within the same two weeks if um this couldn't get worse um uh dave chappelle released a would you say it's a stand-up video it's kind of like a special i think it's called unforgiven yeah and you know he's speaking out about what happened to him the dave chappelle show was pitched to a network at the time and wasn't picked up by them and then the dave chappelle show was pitched to comedy central was picked up. Years later, uh, flash forward to now, you know, streaming is a thing. Uh, Streaming contracts are complicated because they didn't exist back in the day. So when the shows get sold to streaming services now, there's always, something always goes wrong if they've been off air for a while. Like, friends made a shit ton of money off of their sell to a stream because it wasn't in their contracts at the time. But, regardless. So, the stream show version of Dave Chappelle was sold to two stream services. Um, One was Netflix, and the other one was another one. And, um, trying not to get bitten here. <laughs> um, it was sold to it. And they did not pay a dime. To who? Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. The creator, the name of the show.
1: Uh-huh. Because uh- that company has the right to his image and likeness. Right. Which is insane. to like, when you're saying, you know, a good point he made was he was like, I was 28 with a child on the way. Right. I needed a way out. And this was my saving grace. Oh, you gotta give me a job where I'm gonna do face basically whatever you're going to pay, which is how most people get paid. I would be that way right now. Exactly. Yeah. Why would you not? Why would you
0: not? There's no guarantee you're going to blow up Mm -hmm. like at all. Mm -hmm. So he just takes the deal. Oh, and then also he explains beautifully. I'm not even going to attempt to do it, but like that the lawyers, like the contracts are so complicated. You have to hire someone to explain it to you and you don't even like it's jargon still.
1: And you don't even know if the lawyer is being honest about it. Right. Or there's no way to know. Right, or is this
0: lawyer buddy buddy with this studio? You've no fucking idea. You don't know if the
1: lawyer's good friend the agent, they're gonna have the agent or better deal. It's like who who is in on this game potentially? You may right. just be missing out because you only know how to create. LA know? is a small fucking town. Uh-huh.
0: And like everyone knows everybody at the top.
1: Oh, and the middle, and even in the entry levels.
0: <laughs> like we all fucking know each other, and it's just not that big a surprise. So, you know, he gets fucked out of this deal basically. He takes it, you know, he goes on to be Dave Chappelle. We don't know all the backroom stuff. The show is sold to these two networks. One is Netflix. He doesn't see a dime come Mm -hmm. out of it. So Dave Chappelle's, I believe last three, at least last two specials have also been on Netflix. Yeah. So he has a great standing relationship with Netflix. He calls them up and says, this is fucked. Like, and it upsets me. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And they have enough respect to take it off. Mm -hmm. Out of pure respect. Because they like him and they want to keep working with him. Mm -hmm. Which is what they should do. do.
1: And also, it's like, if it's your content, like, shouldn't you, like, it's kind of like similar to the whole Taylor Swift thing. is a whole other thing. But it's like, if it's yours, like, why don't you get the master copy? I, right. So, like, why do you have the part, to of all of your life's work
0: away? Oh, I know. And the part that's crippling to me, what's the show called? The Dave the Chappelle, Chappelle show. show. It is his name. And like he can't they, use it. He can't even use it. Like, if he was to go remake the show, he talks about this, he would have to be like, the Dave, the Dave, Dave Chappelle Show. Like, he can't use that again yeah so his like likeness is just Mm -hmm. to this so and this other company does not pull it or you know and he's asking for his fans his he calls this his real boss his fans to support him in not watching it on this streaming service
1: basically to boycott his own work right i'm not getting paid for it, and And he should mm -hmm, and he does make a a good point like maybe the people that are there now are obviously i mean the executives at tv networks change all the time it's like if you don't Produce results, you're gone.
0: Right, it's and cutthroat.
1: So, and so it's like they probably, maybe, really weren't unaware. But it's like, yo, you have got access to the accounting books. Like, right. Go down there and see what it looks like. And what did it you is. it's zeros. Right. You got to do something about. It. Exactly. And I feel like hopefully with the Me Too movement coming in years before, and then now multiple people in various entertainment aspects have said like we're not getting paid for our work. Right. Hopefully the morals are starting to change. But it just feels. Like I mean, I so even be it i mean i
0: hope that it changes like yeah. i'm not gonna sit here and say like i don't want the industry change i'm just a little more cynical in saying that the casting couch and um racial inequality unfortunately is part of the dna in media and mm-hmm. i sadly don't see it just being gone yeah. you know which i hope i'm wrong i do yeah. um so dave Chappelle, that's fucked we're sorry we're here for you yeah. <laughs> if you want to uh Actors, uh, support. We got you. <laughs> We're not watching your show.
1: We're not watching it. Um. So yeah, just like tough hits in the industry. Like you could be Dave Chappelle and still get screwed over. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Like yeah, you could be, You could have clout, right? And still have no control, right? So if you have zero clout, you're just you're <laughs> like a, a rag doll. Like it's you're a puppet, right? And the thing is, is like I think we would probably both the opportunity. We would probably do a lot of this stuff for for at the amazing opportunity. Oh, I would. Yeah. But, you know, you also have to play the game into paying the other people who are getting you these opportunities. Right, 100%. So there's no real way to really win it all. No. So tough hits. (laughs) Tough hits
0: to the working actor, the coming up actor, and honestly, the industry as a whole just needs to take a look at it itself. Um, Let's talk about a little bit about fame and marketing, though. Okay. Um, I think people have gotten a better feel of this recently that the whole concept of fame sort of is to push products. Mm-hmm. Like, influencer is now the direct line of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, remember when we were younger that celebrities were the main influencer. Uh-huh.
1: Like, Jennifer Aniston used that face product. That face product's off the walls. Uh-huh. Like, um... I mean, basically, if you go on Instagram now, it's all ads. I feel like that's all I see. So I had to unfollow a lot of people because I was like, I feel like I'm not getting authentic content. They just right. want me to buy this. Buy shit,
0: and that has trickled through fame. And that's why being a famous actor gets you more work because mm-hmm. you'll sell more tickets. Mm-hmm. Not because you're the best. Not because of whatever. Blah, blah, blah. You sell more tickets. Uh-huh. Um, I just felt that that was important to say. I don't
1: really know why. Yeah. I mean, essentially it goes back to like, it doesn't even matter how you can be the greatest actor and never make it on TV. Yeah. Because it's like, does middle America. like Right. Are you approachable to middle America? Totally. Are, or are you a little, a little bit abrasive? and aggressive and middle America likes that you're not necessarily the sweetheart. Like yeah. you have to play at an angle and you can only play the angle. Right. Because if you're too many things people don't know how to uh, relate to you mm-hmm. and then they don't want to buy Right. It's very interesting. So
0: um, let's go back to the illusions of LA and fame. Um, I think people think being famous will solve your problems. Oh
1: yeah. No. It,
0: it, won't. it won't. I think it brings out your insecurities more.
1: For sure. Because okay so for example another uh, gift about working with talent that were big names and they were famous nationwide worldwide is that you see their Instagram and it looks like I remember right before I moved to LA I was watching these actresses from this popular TV show mm-hmm. I was watching them on the Warner Brothers lot on their Snapchat stories and I was like I will be there in two weeks I will have that job yeah and I got that job and I got on that same set and we all kind of know this subconsciously I think but you realize, like, no, these people actually aren't even friends in real life. Like, these people know the advantage of making their own followers see somebody else, so they gain more followers, so they're just gonna fake friendship. Right. And just, like, you know, they're capturing, what, five minutes of their 24-hour day? Right. And it's them in the hair and makeup chair, them laughing with another hot, gorgeous co-star. Right. Like, and then you see them just be so insecure and petty towards other guest stars, because maybe they both a magazine cover mm-hmm. it's like They It doesn't get better It only gets more better. Right Because then it's like Well this person Has an ad For this water brand And they're making A million dollars From that Right And so how can I be doing it? Like what she got That I don't Even though we're on The same set And the same show And on the same posters And it never ends It never I literally ends. I um
0: am friends with Someone who Was a series regular Which if you don't know A series regular Is somebody who Is in every episode Of the TV show You know Main character name. character blah blah blah. She was a series regular, um, but she had done stand-in work in the past and she told me a story of she was standing in for a very famous actress and uh that night she was going to some award show, but she wasn't invited to the after party. And she was like it just and she said to her stand-in like so casually, just like it never ends. Like you're in the movie, you're invited to the word show award show, you don't get to go to the after party. Like it never ends and then the next year you get invited to the after party but you don't sit at the best table. Like it goes on on and on and on and it's never it's just it's never enough which is a huge theme i think of this entire podcast is that mm-hmm. it just never seems to be fucking enough when really so many great things are even just happening and we should as a society respect those more mm-hmm. and teach us to value those more but we just fucking don't we just always want more
1: exactly yeah and these are the people at the top uh-huh and it's like one day you could be the next highest thing on people's magazine cover and then the next year you're not on the list at all right you know and that's another thing is like even okay so for like people's magazine for the sexiest men alive we pitched a lot of talent for them. of course and sometimes we'd be like you know instead of just having this actor we'll give you this actor if you also consider this actor oh my God. as well no politicking and it's so and that's the thing it's like I think it's important for people to know that it truly has like some people are very well-rounded men they're always gonna be loved right because they just know so many people that Tom is such a good person Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some people, it's like it's never even about. It's right. just About the fact that this other person has a publicist who has more connections, who had, who's willing to, and they work do the s-
0: and they work the system. Mm-hmm. I think there's some really smart people in charge of, like the actor, the athlete, whatever, the famous person who does orchestrate some of this. But some really successful people, I think, also just like chill, chill back and just have great people. Mm-hmm. You'll never know unless you know them. Like yeah. what kind of That's
1: head like person. Judge- they were yeah you can't judge but I really don't know what the situation looks like it's just so crazy like
0: do you remember just sitting in front of the TV and just thinking like just like famous person like has it all like whatever and it's like for sure no it's like so, it's so much more uh, behind that and the amount of people that are behind that one person you see is insane it is mind blowing we're not even just talking about the production we're talking about the managers the agents the coaches the parents the men- personal stylists, right the friends the whatever. Like it is the stylist, the PR, like the amount of people that's livelihoods depend on these people.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. And it's, it's very much strategic too. You know, it's like, okay. Okay. So another example is I remember one of the talent was like, oh, I really want to push, go from TV to film. But mm-hmm. I need to be edgier. Okay. Cute. So then her and her stylist, her makeup artist manager at age all, of that was like, all right, the next time you hit a red carpet, you're going to have to be a little skimp because then they can, Tests and see how people react react to that, so then maybe you can have a better chance at playing those types of roles. Right. And that's totally what you saw. Mm -hmm. Where you were. Yeah. It's it's mind boggling. It takes a lot of people, a lot of smart people, to make it possible for one person. Now let's get into this. Um, Let's talk about the people who are actually famous, and deservingly
0: so, maybe not, we'll never really know, and then the people who aren't, but act like they do with the fucking ego. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, LA is Full them. Cool. And I think the funniest part is that people that are actually famous, they don't have to act like they're famous. They just are. Uh-huh.
1: And okay, so I had the privilege of working with Betty White once.
0: Oh my gosh. She was
1: 95. Oh and I mean again she I mean I think when you've reached that level of Betty White no Betty White yeah come on you you deserve
0: every inch of it
1: I mean she knew who she was but she acted like I didn't know who she acted like I didn't know who she was because she was so like yeah my name is Betty White and I'm like oh hello duh I know that you know what I mean but like she introduced herself to everyone and I think they're trying to make maybe their lives more normal which is why maybe they do that but on the flip side that. Mm -hmm. I was working with um, a talent who was on this brand new, new millennial show with a major lead actress. She was just, you know, she was a series regular, um, had never really been on anything else before, maybe one Uh co-star. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's dumb. Yeah. And I remember I had to escort her at a party, and, you know, I was getting a gift bag for her, and I was, like, asking her, like, if she had preferences, if she, you know, like, just being really nice. And she didn't even have the audacity to make eye contact. You know, like, she would answer to her other co-star sitting right beside her and then that girl would tell me like an owl yeah literally wow I, it was one of those things where it's like we're the same age yeah. both in our early 20s I'm respecting your position as an actor you should respect me as a human being and as somebody who is working beside you as right. a publicist because these people didn't know I had you know I aspired to do what they were doing but it's like some people I think they're scratching at insecurity and like longing for so long the mm-hmm. second thing. They get it. They just act like What's? power power mm-hmm. hungry. Power, power trip. trip for sure. Power trip. And Everyone knows you. Canceled. Of course. I was I literally going to say the
0: second you started going this show flopped. Mm-hmm. For, sure, for sure. It
1: flopped. And I have yet to see her work since. And I don't know. Probably because like, she had a shitty attitude. But it's like I, people pay attention to that. And like yes you make it one role because you look perfect for it. You just right. are that person. You are it. But like it's just it's so annoying you know when people are just dicks to just feel better to rub their own egos. Right. Yeah. And I think the really
0: famous people in the world, regardless of what your world is, you know, you have the craft of it, you work there. They don't do that. I don't think those people should do it. They have nothing they need to prove to anyone. Mm -hmm. So they don't do it. You know, I've heard wonderful stories about, you know, very high up. I'll just say actors, even dancers too, and choreographers that are very high up at the top of their game and treat people with respect because they know what it was like to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it is crazy.
1: Yeah, and honestly, you can always tell, too, like, when people have gotten on set, maybe because their family is in the industry. Right, money. Or because they've been doing this for a long time, and they think they have, like, you can always tell pretty early on, uh, this person's not your friend, you know? But, like, some of the people I would see out at the bars before we were in COVID (laughs) would still remember my name. Wow. You know what I mean? And that, to me, was, like, wow. Like, I would be, like, we were friends in real life. Maybe not, like, friends. Yeah. They were normal people. And these actors had been on TV. Shows as children, you know, mm-hmm. like had had a career, something like they were nobodies. Right. And it just oh kills my soul. Oh <laughs> well, on that
0: note, let's go to a lovely topic. What was um some cherry-popping LA moments for you where you realized this is not what people sell it to be? This this world.
1: <laughs> um well for sure the casting director no thing. Because mm-hmm. that was just like, what? Yeah. Like you have the power to just write somebody off because they look like somebody you just don't do. like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I mean, I, uh, I think also just in general going to bars and, like, seeing people take Instagram videos and, then um, and just, like, the absurdity of it all. You yeah. You know, like, how much work that is. Like, walking down the street and people seeing two people take pictures in traffic or, like, on right. the sidewalk. Like, there would always be Instagram people that walk by my restaurant in West Hollywood. And it's just like, wow, like, these people spend two hours. Right. Getting one photo. Photo. Like, what do they do all day? Right. And. And when you're at home in middle America you're like oh they just woke up like that right you're yeah. like this is
0: their life they look that great mm-hmm. you know and they're ready to go yeah. I think a big wake up I had two wake up calls I'm gonna say definitely realizing that actors working actors sometimes mm-hmm. live in not great oh, situations yeah. and it's sure. like and you're working and it's like and, it's, and you're still struggling mm-hmm. yeah. and that sucks and it's really fucked up mm-hmm. that you know you can't even make it in the town you're living in to pay at the top or comfortably, even though you have reached the top of your career and your goals. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it really does break my heart. Mm-hmm. It's so
1: sad. I had one of those moments too. Um, one of the first shows I worked on, there was an actor who had been on, the show had already been on four plus years. And now they have a different show, same characters. And I think she was 19, maybe? Mm-hmm. And she, 19 or 20, I'm not sure. And she had been on the show probably since she was 16 or 17, still living at home with her parents. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember when that show was, ending, she finally got her first apartment by herself. Oh my god. And it's like you're making above like the base pick series, right? Because you've been on this show for years. Right. And like now you have an A, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's also really disheartening. It's know so that, like, disheartening. You could be working 12 hours a day for mm-hmm. 8 months a year yeah. and still not be able to afford the life that like people assume all. You have? <laughs> yeah. it's, I laugh because it's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. And on Instagram it looks like they live by themselves. Right. But really they live with their parents. Right. And they're not even home that much. Right. And
0: I remember there's a series regular of a TV show I watch and she Instagrammed something of her house and it looked like it was her house in LA because, you know, the show doesn't shoot in LA. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't her relocation. And it looked, I was like, she has a fucking roommate. She has a roommate. Mm-hmm. She's working that much and has a roommate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that that sucks. Another big moment for me though too is um this actor friend I had. She was a series regular on a TV show for a whole season with a another, she was the only new face in that cast. Three pretty, like, well-known actors. And it, it gets cancelled. And, you know, she's back to the drawing board. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, you know, it took her a while to work again. I mean, she did, you know, whatever.
1: But, like, that's the that's shitty part. Right. That's the hard part to really swallow. Like, you can make it to your final audition, book the role, shoot the pilot, and then they never even make it a series. Right. Nobody ever sees a pilot. Right. And it's like, sure, you make great connections with that showrunner, but what if they don't need you kind for? Of six years like what are you doing until another opportunity comes right it's like because people just ask all the time that's why it's hard to yep. go home for the holidays oh what are you doing what's mm. your plan why right you on tv yet? you should just knock on steven Spielberg's door
0: i'm like it's, no that's my favorite nothing. thing is i tell people i'm like i'm an actor well now i say i have a podcast too but um mm-hmm. they're like oh have i seen you in anything and like yeah if you've seen um the indie shorts from blah 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 blah, yeah you have but like <laughs> no you've seen any usc films yeah yeah. Like, have you seen... um? It's on a- Amazon Prime now. Oh, yeah. Like, the list goes on, and I'm like, okay, please don't shit on me because it's no... I'm working on it. God
1: damn it. Um, and it's a full-time job. Like,
0: it's a full-time without job.
1: Without an actual work job. Right. Well, that being said... <laughs> I think I need to unwind. Right. Yeah, take a sip of that wine.
0: I finished wine. Mm. <laughs> well, that being said, I love you. Thanks for being my work wife. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Of course I do Well, you'll be on again, so... <laughs>
1: Um, we'll see you on set. Yeah, we'll see you on set. <laughs> Want to finish this out with anything big, Alyssa? Pipe up the attitude. Um, just, a, you know, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. It's a matter of time. It's about showing up, doing the work, staying true blue. And eventually, I think the good people always peek out to the top. Right. I believe that. That's the only reason I'm still in it.
0: Me too. And we found each other, so I'm already in a step in the right direction. Exactly. So that being said, work hard at what you're doing. You know, always strive to be better. Strive to be now. We could all strive to be nicer these days for sure. So thank you guys again so much for listening and see you next week on confessions. If I want to be it girl. (laughs) Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I, I, I hope you're walking away from this conversation with that fame is a very produced thing and that it really is not i think all that it's cracked up to be i'm not saying it's not a great thing for some it's just i don't think it's exactly what we think like you're just famous and everything's fixed and you're everyone just loves you and everything goes perfect and you have all this money i just think that is an illusion that we have created you know being so far removed from it um You know, so I just wanted to say that, you know, your life is great exactly where you are and we are all going to feel struggles in our life and we're always going to want more. And you know what? I think it's okay to keep striving for more, but I also just want to be realistic that even sometimes your goals might not give you all the things you thought it would. So that's what this conversation is saying. Also, I really want to look at is just the illusion and versus reality. It's that simple and that fame Sometimes still can't buy you everything. So thank you guys so much for listening and see you next week.